Shalom everyone, this is Dr. Dina Dye and welcome to Returning to Eden and I'm with my co-host Jeff Morton. Say hi Jeff. Hello everybody, good to be here. You're supposed, you're supposed to say hi Jeff. No. Hi Jeff. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so I am, I am officially back from Florida. I left yesterday 77 degrees and I came home to New Mexico and this morning it was 20. That was a little bit of a shock to the system. Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I uh, had a great time in Florida after the conference and uh, got a chance to uh, visit a friend of mine. He's in a VA hospital in Brandon. I was mm -hmm. doing a little teaching there last uh, Shabbat. So I was very, I was delighted to be able to visit with him. So shout out to Ron. And uh, some other friends that I didn't realize were in the area, they invited Michael and I over for dinner. So next time I'm in Florida, I'll probably go and do some teaching there. So made some good contacts, and uh, as the picture showed, Michael and I had a great time. And while I was having a great time in Florida, Jeff was uh, back here, well, for him, in Washington, sick as a dog. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes... Uh, I've been healthy, so thank you, Lord. Uh, but Jeff, you want to just share a little bit about what you've been up to? Well, I actually, um, you know, I, I didn't get sick the whole time we were in Florida, and I know a couple of other people got sick coming home. Uh, last Saturday, I drove to Portland, Oregon, about two and a half hour drive, and while I was driving there, I got progressively sick. Oh, <laughs> so by the time that. I got there, I had fever, splitting headache. And uh, I had to do some uh, I had to do some stuff down there for the company that Nathan and I started, and so it was not a fun trip. Although I did get to see my daughter in her new new apartment, and so that was wonderful. And um, but yeah, I'm 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 hoping I can hit the mute button when I start coughing because I've had the same illness now three times in in the last year. Mm. Uh, where there's this lingering cough, so that's kind of where we are today. But other than that. Um, it's, it's, you know, I'm still on cloud nine from the course down in Florida. Yeah, but, uh, me, me too. Uh, you yeah. know, that was just definitely a special event. And I really want to encourage our listeners, if at all you can afford to purchase the, the videos and the workbook, it, you know, there's not a better investment. Uh, and, you know, just save your money. And uh, I can't think of a a course that's better than what what we did for what, yeah. 25 four hours worth of video my gosh so you know if you can't afford it now just start saving your money until you can well what I was thinking too because um, you know for the people that are really seeking this information even if you can put together a small group of people and chip in and purchase the set it's $200 for the DVDs and then do a do a, a, a study gathering homes and do a several week study on this this information will <clears throat> you know I always say information is one thing but when you get information that confirms the kingdom of God that confirms everything that the biblical narrative is talking about when you can confirm it then then it's you go beyond a faith-based relationship with the king and that's what these programs and this information helps me to do. I, I, Dana, you've been teaching us for 38 years. I don't think you have a doubt in your mind that we're going to see 
the Mount of Olives split in two one day. Well, you know, when it comes to, I mean, the, the kingdom is, that's my lifeblood, <laughs> you know, right. live it, breathe it, eat it, um, you know, still growing and understanding what that means, just, mm -hmm. you know, even though I've been doing it a long time, but the kingdom, you know, that, that is the key, it's, and it's not a word we just want to throw around, we want to understand what it actually is, what it means, you know, how the king rules, how he's how he governs, how we are governed, what the governed are responsible for, it, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah, and the course, just to kind of finish up on that topic, it's not a course that just gives you information. It's a course that helps you understand the protocol of how Almighty God set up things, the purpose and function of his kingdom, and it will, it will, I hate to say it, it will challenge your mind. In my case, it just blows my mind what comes out of the conference or the course. So I encourage you. I'm going to certainly try to purchase it, and I haven't talked to my wife about this yet, but I would like to have a small group of people come and just go through the whole thing for however many weeks possible, because I think the information is that germane. Anyway, yeah, I, agree. I really do. And of course, what you bring to the table, Dina, is, um, you know, mind-blowing. And I, one of the things that people have to understand about Dina Dye, Dina Dye does not bring you into the beginning. She brings you into 38 years later. <laughs> I if, forget what the beginning is like. <laughs> well, I mean, but you do attempt to take us all back to the beginning, hence the name of our program. However, your material, there's so much information that needs to go over. You can't always start at the beginning all the time. So right. unless you're following Dina's material for a period of time and you've gotten comfortable with what she's talking about, you, this will go over your head faster than lightning. And uh, I just encourage you, Israel TV Network, you knew, you're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but you have to have background information. Otherwise, you, this will go over your head. And, and that's what I appreciated about Joseph Good, Rico Cortez, and even Ryan White. I mean, we're learning because of the researched information that these people have studied for years. Um, and I, I, I want to kind of switch gears before we get on topic, and we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about um, help. I, my wife had me sit down this week and I said, oh, you're, you're overextended. You're just overextended. Now, she's in the medical profession. She's always after me about slow down, stop. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything. So I took stock in all of that, and I realized, yeah, I'm doing an awful lot. And unlike a lot of the folks out here that are teaching and, you know, doing things and people are blessing and spending money and all this, that none of that really happens on this end for me. So I got to talking with a woman named Nikki Wyman, who has offered to come and help me and do certain things. Now, she's, she's not a wealthy woman, and I sure would like to bless her as we go through this process. So I would just encourage you all to just raise up a few prayers. And I mean, go before the king and say, hey, Jeff needs some help. And uh, he's got a, a, a young woman. She's South African. I just I spent an hour on the phone with Adina talking mm -hmm. to her. And of course, you know who she is. Yeah, yeah. And she just blessed my socks off. I love listening to her. Yes. But her life is not in a place of absolute bliss and comfort right. either. Right. But she offered to come and help me. And so you got two people that are trying to do something here. And um, 
I just encourage you to help us pray uh, financially if you want to give to the program. That's what we're going to use it for. Uh, but I don't want her to work for nothing. Right. <clears throat> and so i just asking the folks out there to, um, to help support us. Now, Dina, I know that you, you don't really like to do that, but I, I just kind of think sometimes the work we do is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and and it costs money. That's the bottom line. It does yeah. cost to do this. Well, so keep and Jeff that in mind, a, folks. Jeff made a good point. You know, I'm out there doing ministry, so people support my website and buy my materials and invest in the ministry, and I am most appreciative of that. Yes. This past year has just been a, a blessing for my family. Um, but you aren't particularly in the ministry in the same way. No. So no, you're not. you're the promoter of my, of my ministry and others, but you know no one's promoting the promoter. So uh, we're just uh, asking you, uh, you know, if you just five or ten bucks here and there will just help us with the program because there are costs associated with the program and. Uh, and and I'm going to have Nikki, she's going to do several things in conjunction with what I do online, but also with the program and a couple of other things. And I mean, she graciously offered, she said, don't worry about money. But I, I said, uh, I, I made the comment to her, I says, okay, is your husband going to say the same thing? <laughs> right. Well, a workman is worthy of his hire. So, yes. uh, I, so I, 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 I have a number of people that help me, you know, in my ministry, but I all, you know, they'll, they'll say, they would do it all for free and there's just no way I'm going to let them. I mean, there's just no way. So, right. uh, well, I, I'm always going to invest back in for those who've invested in me. So. Well, I'm happy to have Nikki come alongside of me and help. And I know that just by her being there, there are certain things that I don't have to do or won't have to do anymore. And I've, I've wanted somebody like her for so long, Amen. but I just That's appreciate that. So anyway, um, Dina, we were talking about the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, Hokadesh. Well, just before when, we go there, yeah. okay, one go second. Ahead. Just a mm -hmm. quick, two quick notes for, because I know a lot of people listening. Ah, your book. And I know a lot, yeah, I just need to give you guys an update, and hopefully a lot of people will hear the update. Because I've had a number at, okay, where's the book? You know, we bought it back in December. And I did warn you it was going to take a little while, but uh, um, we're formatting it now. It's, uh, actually, the formatting is almost finished. Um, I kind of did a real uh, close, I had to go through every single word of every page, basically looking for all the issues. <clears throat> it's very time consuming, but we're close. So um, the plan is to try to get that formatting finished up in the next few days, and then um, I found a local printer. And so the books will be going to the local printer, and it'll take a couple of weeks because I've I've got all my pre-orders and I got to get them out. So that's that's the focus. So we're close, folks. Just if you can just hang tight for another couple of weeks. Um, as soon as I get them, I'm sending them out. And what's happened is that Create Space is way way behind. They're uh, a month behind in really? their, the bulk orders. Yeah, from. Uh, Christmas period, uh, a lot of orders then, so I'm I'm I had to find another printer to get the pre-orders out right away. So we're close, and uh, so I just want to let everybody know. Anyways, let's uh, let's move on off of that. And yeah, we were talking about the Spirit, Holy Spirit, and we just uh, we'll probably just close that out with this program. We didn't want to just leave you all hanging. 
Well, well there were some things that you, you kind of wanted to hold back, and I understand why. But I got to tell you, I spent, because I didn't go to my regular day job today, I had an opportunity. Obviously, I picked up the book again, and I went back to uh, the chapter uh, God and His Bride in uh, mm -hmm. the Temple Revealed in Creation. And just to give people a little bit of background, when we're talking about the Holy Spirit or the Ruach, you really have to, in our generation, we have one mindset right. about the Holy Spirit. But you go through several transformations of the Holy Spirit throughout the centuries, from uh, you know the, the, the first century through the Gnosticism period, which, you know, Gnosticism to me was like the ancient hippie days. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Because the more I looked at it, I mean, it really transformed Christianity in the way that it was under under you know as a as a product of Judaism. It it was so radically changed everything, all the way up until the time where we have people catching the Holy Ghost yeah. and falling all over the pews. And I told the story, that, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, or or uh, what is it, spiritual laughter or spiritual. All of those things have moved us so far away from the Shekinah, which wasn't Dina, even the actual concept prior to the Second well, Temple we don't, period. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the word in Scripture. It, it came late, coined by the rabbis, uh, the Shekinah, basically referring to the indwelling presence. And you're exactly right. We, You have to look at the period of time you're in to begin to understand how the Spirit was viewed. You can't just go, the Holy Spirit means this, because we are looking at, you know, five, seven thousand years of history where the concept of the Spirit going to creation, hovering over the face of the waters, and then in the Noah's time, hovering over the face of the earth, it just was constantly shifting and changing in Israel, you know, in the in the world of Israel, <laughs> mm -hmm. and so I I tried to briefly write about that in the book because it's it's a very complex subject, and you know obviously it's a whole book in itself. So I only you know devoted a chapter to it, and we talked about before we got on, uh, you know I had used a number of quotes, uh, a later source from a woman named DeConnick who she, she's a modern yeah. scholar, and you know just she is, uh, you know, rec well recognized, but she had written extensively on the topic, and she had done her homework in the historical sense. Uh, obviously, she's gone off in some other areas, but historically speaking, she encapsulated kind of what happened with the spirit. So I did, uh, I did quote from her in that particular chapter. Well, I mean, as I was going back through it and I saw her name, I went and did a cursory look at who she was and uh, you know the interesting thing about resources is <clears throat> if every resource that I looked up agreed with me then there'd be no reason for me to use the resource and when I was writing exactly. my book when I was writing my book I quoted a particular individual about the uh, the snakes uh, that St. Patrick got rid of uh -huh. and that person had researched it out the term was a Gaelic term and it, it meant Jewish so he got rid of all the Jews in Ireland. Yeah. And then somebody pointed out to me that he was an avowed racist skinhead. And I went, okay, but his information was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it this was is, true. 
this is probably, I mean, you aren't going to find anyone who's like this perfect person who's written, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know personally most of these scholars. I mean, they could be, you know, reprobates for all I know. I don't know. Well, some of them are. <laughs> yeah, but they're, you know, they're good scholars. I try to stick with those that, that are credible and that other scholars uphold and you know and not go off you know into the weeds on that sort of thing right. but the you know again the just the idea that the, the, the idea of the spirit has changed it, it, the understanding and how it was viewed and i know that you kind of and i don't i'm not going to go into this tonight but there was a period of time in which and i've actually had a debate with tyler over this but in my opinion uh, you know, the goddess Asherah was someone at a period of time in Israel's history whom they worshipped, and they associated her with the tree. And we've been talking about the tree of life and wisdom and all that sort of thing. And we just can't freak out over this because the, the Israelites gave that something substantive. Now, today, you know, we've moved to a place where it, it, the the spirit is very it's not tangible it's not concrete it's very abstract and we talked last week about that it's very emotional but it isn't you know going back it it was it wasn't at a t at, you know wisdom which we talked about in the book of proverbs described as a woman who builds her house came to be associated with with asherah and uh, I actually was going to read this I'm not going to just read the whole thing but there was an article, and I would encourage you to read this article. It's very short. I think it's 10 pages by a guy named Zeev Michel. And this is uh, this guy's a reputable scholar, and a lot of other scholars that I was looking at quoted him. But he had it, his article is called "Did Yahweh Have a Consort?" And so we we find this language. Um, he describes some inscriptions. Uh, he found two large storage jars in Kuntalet. Um, Ajured, and it was a, this is sort of a remote desert place in the wilderness, uh, somewhere in northern Sinai. But uh, there were inscriptions on these jars and some religious drawings, they think, that were left behind by traders probably in the uh, early 8th century BCE. And there was a debate whether this particular site was a religious site or not. Um, it didn't appear to have any kind of temple complex with it. So on one of the one of the inscriptions says, "I have blessed you by Yahweh," with the letters S H M R N, which sounds a lot like Shomrom. Could be a guard, or could be the city of Shomrom, because Shamar is to guard, so we're not sure. And his S R T H, which they have translated uh, Asherah, which was interesting, and. Um, I'm not going to go on to there, but they said that that word could also be mean his tree, which we've talked about, the symbol of the deity, in this case the feminine form, or his consort. And um, what to say, Meshel suggested that two of the three figures found in the jars may also have represented Yahweh and his consort. Um, these inscriptions show that in the popular religion of the time, the goddess Asherah was associated with Yahweh, probably his wife, and that Yahweh and his Asherah were the most popular divine 
couple. Now that comes from Raphael Patai. So uh, there's, you know, there's more that goes on there. But just because we're so scared of even thinking that God could have had a, a wife, we just freak out. And now we know, you know, Israel was God's wife. But to think of God and having a consort like the other nations is more than we can handle. But she, at, you know, the Asherah went through a period of time in which she was identified as the wife, as wisdom, as a tree of life, all that sort of thing. That's what Jeremiah warned the people about. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, you have, you have in history, in ancient texts, you have the God of heaven, queen of heaven, you have obviously Asherah, you have, uh, there's all these different names for this spirit being that almost universally has the word wisdom attached to it. And that's, and that's really where I want to stay with it, you know, without going off into this, because that's the key. The connection was always with the concept of wisdom. So, for example, um, Philo from the first century he said that, so when, you know, the children of Israel went into the wilderness at the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night. And that, that cloud would rest at the entrance to the tabernacle. And he associated that cloud with what we now call the Shekinah, or the indwelling presence, but he associated it with wisdom. I just, the, the key here is the association between the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And uh, did you want to add something? Well, I, because when you get into the court of Constantine and how things began, because they had a very feminine view of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And, you know, people need to understand that he worshipped Apollo. His mother was anti-Semitic nightmare. But the whole concept of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that all was kind of born in that particular time. And they were attributing none of that to wisdom. They were attributing that to a third person in the right. person of God. And that's where it took a, a great big turn away from anything that the Jewish culture would have celebrated. Right. And, and we don't understand <clears throat> that one, <clears throat> excuse me, when we say the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, that's an absolute reference to the court of Constantine, not biblical history. And I right. just want to make sure I point that out to people because that has lingered throughout Western society for as long. I think the key, I think what would help us if we go back to the garden and we think of Adam and Chava, and then the two trees were representing, you know, male and female elements. But the, the whole idea of them eating from the tree of life, eating from the tree that provided wisdom, was to keep their status as image bearers. So, of course, they disobeyed the commandment. They were exiled from the garden. They could no longer eat from the tree of life. They could no longer eat the fruit that was wisdom. And they lost their image-bearing status, if you will. So I was thinking about, you know, the Shekinah, the indwelling presence of God in functioning within the, the, the temple itself. And so I was... You know, we, we talk about we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, what does that really mean? It is the, the personification of wisdom, but only functioning within the restored image bearer. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. So wisdom does not 
function the way it's supposed to, where the Holy Spirit does not function the way it's supposed to, outside of, of a true image bearer. So the new creation or the restoration of, of the person through the shed blood of Messiah allow then allows the, the, the spirit as wisdom, personified as wisdom, to move back into sacred space, which is the image bearer, and function the way it's supposed to. I hate and to what, use the word it, but you know what I'm saying. Well, and see, people here, here again, if we return to Eden, or if we return to the last 2,000 years, it was a very Jewish concept. Yes. It was a very Hebraic concept. It wasn't, this wasn't born with the Western church. This was a concept that was preeminent within the culture of ancient Israel. And yeah. we need to realize it, it becomes so much easier to understand this when we give the scriptures back to Israel and then start working our way forward from that lens. I mean, we're going to say that until, until, the, cows I, come yeah, home. until yeah. the cows come home because... Yeah. It's like it's like well I'm gonna it's like YouTube or Facebook if everybody has a concept but nobody does the research then what good is the concept? This is the passion of Rico Cortez and Joe Good. I mean that I have keep saying when you talk about the whole aspect of the Holy Spirit there's a protocol in the way that all of this is set up. Yeah. And if it's if your if your concept is void function and purpose, then your concept is wrong from the beginning. And so when we look at the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is causing you to fall down in the church, has spasms and and you know, hurt yourself, that concept is not born from the Shekinah or the Shekinah. That concept is born from, oh, I don't know, somebody will answer that question one day. I think God himself, because I don't get it. Yeah, right. I don't well, get again, it. the Shekinah, which, you know, is uh, Shekan to dwell, you know, right. so that's why we call it the indwelling presence. And the indwelling presence, the Shekinah, resides in the Mishkan, which is the tabernacle. And so we're supposed to be the living tabernacle, and so the indwelling presence of God is supposed to dwell in our tabernacle. But that <laughs> tabernacle has to, you know, cannot be contaminated. It has to be a pure, sacred space, or the, the presence of God is not going to dwell there. You think about uh, Ezekiel describing the, in, the Shekinah, the indwelling presence of God, leaving the temple and moving to a mountain to the east at exiting ex, you know not not reside i mean we have with the second temple period that the the indwelling presence was not there because of contamination and corruption and so it's again about his image bearers who are supposed to be a living tabernacle a living temple filled with the wisdom of god in order to be able to walk in the commandments of God and keep the sacred space pure. You know, I, I just was sitting here thinking, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then you would probably make headlines around the planet. And, and this is why. Because the presence of the, of the God of creation is huge. And it's whatever that manifestation might be, it's going to make headlines. Unfortunately, 
The only headlines we see are people asking for money because the Holy Spirit told them to do so. This concept, folks, is not biblical. And I have to say this. I was watching late night TV. Commercial <laughs> came on. And the guy held up a piece of cloth. And he said, this cloth has the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, and if you send this amount of money, your life will be blessed. And then they had this cadre of people saying, yes, I got that cloth, and my rent was paid next week. And I'm, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's I not what we're talking about, yeah. folks. Not what let we're talking me, about. And let me just go back, because I may have mentioned it last time. I don't remember. But the concept of being filled with the Spirit, Mm-hmm. It, we have it. I mean, we're we're fairly warped when it comes to that. But this filling language—it's no different than God filling the earth with His seed, or His image bearers expanding the kingdom and filling the earth. It's the same principle as when a house is finished, you fill it, and you fill it with the image of the God, and that's in essence what the Shekinah or the indwelling presence is. And so when heaven and earth and this, when the, when the, when creation was filled, heaven was filled with its celestial orbs, the earth was filled with trees and grasses, the seas were filled with sea monsters and fish. You always fill something. You always fill the temple or the tabernacle with the presence of God. And so again, when we're filled, it's not like, I don't know what people think about that, but it's us as a temple finished dedicated, and being filled. Oops. On that note, that's our show for the week. We'll be back next week. I I, I don't know where we're going to go next week, but we'll figure that out. We will. And we'll take you along with us. So this is Jeff Morton and Dr. Dina Dye. <laughs> we will be talking to you guys next week. And we really do appreciate uh, the show's uh, audience. You guys are yes, growing. Thank you. And you're acknowledging us, and we really do appreciate that, okay? Thanks again, everybody. Shalom, shalom. God bless you, and shalom, shalom. Bye-bye. Bye.